You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to Go Plug Yourself. We've been talking to awesome people in Montreal since 2011. Just a friendly reminder that if you're going to be buying anything on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, uh, go to 9to5.cc first and click the links at the bottom or in the sidebar so that we get a bit of that money. Uh, f- also, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and enjoy the show. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. Go plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. It's Walter and Keith talking on the internet. Is that how you want to? Is that how you want to end? Begin the episode because we're recording now. Ryan, Ryan, you've had your time. You need to talk. You need to alone. Bye, Ryan. Bye, Ryan. Ryan, get out of here. Bye, get out of here, Ryan. Man, you, you've been here for two weeks. You've been here for two weeks. We've uh, had to hire the official Go Plug Yourself security team to escort out Ryan. Uh, he stayed here. We left. We did we discuss left. that he grew up in comedy. We works. recorded. I'm impressed that you trained the squirrels to do that. Yes, <laughs> the, the the squirrels of comedy works. It's the ghosts. The, the squirrels. We trained security. the ghosts. I named Sorry one of them that, stamps. Peter. Sorry about that. You Peter. named one of them stamps. Yeah, I thought stamps is a good name for a squirrel. It's a cute name. It's a cute pet so, name. Stamps. So just a shout out to stamps the squirrel. Am so, I listening? Just before we press record, we were talking about uh, old school sci-fi. Uh, and how old school sci-fi tried to like predict the future, and I yeah, think that any good—I think that was the to me re- growing up reading reading old sci-fi was like a big uh, like H.G. Wells, yeah, uh, Ray Bradbury guy, all that stuff, and I was like, that was R.L. Stein. Nope. <laughs> that was the difference between sci-fi and like sci-fi fantasy. Was I think that the best sci-fi was like science fiction, like they were like let's yeah. dream of something that we don't think is impossible. Like, we don't have the technology to do it, but it's not, like, just complete and total fabrication. I think, to me, the, the one of the earmarks of great sci-fi is also that there's an underbelly of social comment. Yeah, because I feel... There's always some sort of a message there, and, I, like, that's what I loved about H.G. Wells. Yeah. Is that in every story, there's, you know, you got you read it, you read it a second time, you start reading between the lines and yeah. picking up on a lot more that's there. It's not just about... You know, an invisible man, or it's not just about going eight hundred thousand years into the future. Yeah, I always thought that there was there was the, there's like the two schools of sci-fi, which is like one being like, this is what humanity could do, like if we got our shit together. Yeah. Or, or there's also the like, this is what will happen if we don't get our shit together. There's like the two schools of like thought that the authors it's either just dystopian versus utopian, right? Bas- it's, it's, basically, it's, exactly. Yeah. You look at Star Tra- Star Trek, and it's way more utopian. You're yeah. like, we like we got rid of money. Everybody has food, and we're Amer- the police force of the stars. That's what humanity did. Like we're like because you like in Star Trek, humanity yeah. is basically. Other than the, like the really really advanced races in Star Trek, humanity is basically the like pinnacle of civilization in the like in the stars, right? Like they're yeah, the we most sorted well, it all out. They're the most well-rounded, years. the most balanced. They're like we did it. I mean, and, and yeah, I mean, yeah. Not, and not to be a negative Nelly here, but like, uh, so, you know, political leanings aside, right? You can't help but shake <laughs> that it's it's definitely leaning more towards dystopic, <laughs> you know, the utopic, and it's like and it's regardless, and it's like not just because of the thing, and not just because of yeah. you know how you might feel about one thing, but on, on, a, on a bigger <laughs> scale, on a bigger scale, right? 
I'm trying to avoid us getting like yeah over, the, overly the political. But anyway, but I was gonna say, did you did you hear about the fact that uh, so they tried to record like Star Trek famously had the first interracial kiss on mm-hmm. our television. I did read about this between Uhuru and Kirk, and they they tried to record alternate takes so that they could show overseas where like I guess there were like different broadcasting standards. A non-interracial mm. kiss. Yeah, and blew it on purpose. It's like they they kissed like it was like uh, like Kirk kissed another one another bridge member or whatever. I don't know if it was uh, what's her name or not. Just kissed someone else. Mm. And the actors, like including the actress who like was losing that scene, intentionally kept blowing the take until they just finally canned it. Oh, neat. Like so they like there was like a little mild like on stage protest. To be I think like, you got the part wrong. I don't think there was other actresses involved. I think it was just like him doing more like more innocuous shit. With but, but, but apparently the other Uhura. No, but the other the other actress was apparently also on board with it. Like she was like, yeah, no, this should not happen because he was kissing a white actress in the other take. I'm saying I don't recall. I'm saying I think it was Uhura the whole time. I don't think there was another actress. I think they would just do a different take. But where he didn't kiss her. That's what I'm saying. Hmm, That's maybe. my memory of the story you're telling. Anyway, whatever. But they were talking about making the future great again. One of the, one way or the other, they intentionally blew the take so that there would only be the good cut of them kissing. Okay. So, I never really... The point is, Shatner likes to do the kiss takes more. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, exactly. What you were saying, though, about the dystopia, it's odd because if you look at every film that features the future, not every film, but most of the films that have featured the future of the last decade... They've all been these dystopias. Yeah. I and think, the, like, Star Trek's really the only yeah. one that kind of stands out where you're like, humanity did it! Like, right. if you think about most of them, you think about, like, Escape from New York, Escape from L.A., yeah. Mad Max, like, But, but what I'm Flux. wondering is, with where things are now, because of some events that have happened in the, this month uh-huh. of November 2016... The thing. Thank you, Peter. The thing happened. J- just in case all records of humanity are lost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, 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 I find myself wondering if... D- the dystopia films are going to get even bleaker. It's hard to, man. You know? But we always think it's hard. We always, you know, I, I worked literally across the street 10 years ago. and From here? Yeah. Okay. And we got, uh, the employees were given Sony Microvolts. And these were USB sticks. Okay. With 64 megs. Nice. And we all thought... I mean, that's thought, more space than you could possibly need. We all thought it was incredible. And it was like, well, it can't get much bigger than that for a USB stick. Yeah, exactly. You're used to a cassette that has one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like and And, and uh, what's it called? Uh, not SanDisk, the other company. Lexar? No, it might be SanDisk. One of them just unveiled the new SD cards this year are a terabyte. Yeah. There's a terabyte... On a, on a, on on a, on a card. On an SD card. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's because of all the 4K shooting now that they're doing. Yeah, exactly. That's it. They need that. They need to have. I mean, even your 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 cell phone camera now takes pictures that are like four or five megs. Yeah. <laughs> like in a single picture, you're like, what? But yeah, exactly. I mean, I think I think so. I think things can also get bleaker. Like you know, now that we've been pushed to this point yeah. in time, we can say, you know what? No shit's gonna get much worse. Yeah. Exactly. How much worse? Like it's not just that you know, there's like every actor in the film now is running around with their head on fire. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's it's complete dystopia. Well, one of my I, one of my favorite memes. Sorry, just to follow up on this was was talking about like how the presidency ages someone, and they they, they showed like there's always those famous pictures of like first term, yeah, first term yeah. president, whatever, like like inauguration president, and then like yeah, it was gonna age a bunch of eight. Fucking but, years. But I mean, though. A, it's eight years, but then it's also it's a, it's a harrowing job. But anyway, so it's all the it's all the side by side comparison, and then yeah, it was yeah. just uh, the, the the current president elect, and then a picture of a Morton Joe from Mad Max eight <laughs> years later. <laughs> you know, and they're just like with like the breathing tubes yeah. and just like driving, like, and it's just like, eh, can it go that fast? 
maybe. Like, it can maybe go that fast. Like, we can progress There's with technology that also fast. Also, the chance they'll revoke the 22nd Amendment and then have him in for 12 or 16 years. Who knows yeah. what's going to happen? I caught, I caught Back to the Future 2 the other day. <laughs> yep. I, you see, I... I, I have you seen Back to the Future two recently? Not recently, but a lot of his, a lot was made of uh, the alternate know, the, future. The, the Cubs. There was the Cubs net deal, you know, yeah. the Cubs. So in, the, in that, in Back to the Future Part two, uh, he's in the he's in the year twenty fifteen, yeah, and they the talk almanac. about the, the Cubs and there's the sports almanac and all that stuff. Yeah, and they talk about how the, the the Cubs winning the series in twenty fifteen. So they're only a year off of that. And then when he goes back to the to the altered nineteen eighty five, right, the altered present of that film, it's now you know. Uh, Biff, the, the the bad guy who is plainly modeled after jo- Donald Trump, I yeah. think even then, yeah. is now like president he's now Biff. super rich. He's not president, he's oh, like, no. but he's like this like big, rich, important figure, and whose whose like home is in this like Trump esque like tower, yeah. uh, like like a uh, Atlantic like an, like an Atlantic City style like a with the fucking casinos he had, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Jersey there. Yep. Anyway. And <laughs> but it's all and it, and like and there's like racial like there's like 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 crazy racial shit that's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's it's a dystopia. It's yeah, a dystopian. But it's but it's like and I'm like, how great would it be? I think you know, if an, up until like the beginning of November, let's say, we had we had no knowledge of who Donald Trump was, right? And then somehow he got that fucking sports almanac. And then like, <laughs> as of like November 1st, like we knew another Republican candidate, like in our minds. And then like, it just, something happened. Like the timeline was breached. Yeah. And then we just knew all this shit. So maybe, that, maybe that Trump, happened in the eighties. Cause remember he got like the startup money from his family. Maybe like his family wasn't rich and they yeah. got a sports almanac. And this is a whole big thing. Also the Simpsons, the Simpsons has referred to president Trump like a couple times. Yeah. Like whenever they go to the future, they're like president Trump as like a joke. Yeah. And then you're like, God, what? Well, remember, well, you're talking about, you know, the future changing. I remember last year, just before he announced his candidacy, the cover of Time magazine was a picture of uh, Hillary Clinton and Jeb Bush. Yeah. And the, the caption was, was a tale of two dynasties. Yeah. And, and it was sort of the, the, the foregone conclusion that it would be these two running up against each other. Yeah, it'd be other. a Bush versus Clinton. Yeah. Like, again. And, Crazy. And, uh, I, I feel with, with how I feel now about the George Bush Jr., um, I have to get you know, I gotta give credit where credit's due. Todd Barry had an amazing joke about um the first time I heard Kenny G, I thought, Oh man, I owe Barry Manilow an apology. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's how we all feel towards George W. It's like, yeah, you know, he was he was good. And he he was good. <laughs> he, he was level ahead. He didn't think it could get worse, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well that was one of the, I think one of the most like not not most depressing, but just like one of the more like little depressing tidbits is the uh, Tribe Called Quest brought out their their comeback slash farewell album because uh, Five Dog passed away in March, but had recorded tons of vocals, so they mixed it whenever they released it. And one of the most depressing things in the world is that uh, there's a couple references to the president on that album, and I guess they knew that the presidency they, that the the album is going to kind of come out late, late 2016, based on like you finish recording in March or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and they are only referring to the president as her. So I was like, yeah, because she was ahead in the polls, and it seemed like basically a done deal. And if you were going to gamble on it in March, you were going to say it was going to be a Hillary win. And I was like, man, Fife Dog died, like being wrong, but being wrong, but also like laying down lyrics of being like, we're going to have the first female like president. And there's like a couple times on the track, they talk about like president, like, and drop like her things. Like not even necessarily like saying, yeah, we did it or anything. It's just like, 
We're going to have some rhymes with the president. We're going to say her in those, which I mean, like, his guess is, like, a little progressive. Yeah. But also, she was supposed to win, you know? And he was like, and then craziness 2016, happened. it'll just go down as the year everybody died and everyone else was wrong. A lot of people died in 2015, too. Oh, it feels like the heavier hitters. The like, year I'm, everyone I'm died like and Bob everyone Dylan else or, was wrong. Or Keith Richards or someone else. Iggy Pop is still alive. That's yeah. that's dangerous. I still I still expect a couple of heavy hitters to go. Yeah. Because like music, I mean, just just Bowie and Prince alone, yeah, was crazy. And Lemmy, 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 super. Lemmy was late 2015, mm. also too. So yeah. Lemmy was December. That's right. You're right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Alan, it was it was Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman and Bowie were like super early. In, like, yeah. Yeah. The whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing. 2016. Fuck the whole deal. Like who knows? We're recording this on. Peter, have you had any good highlights compared to Peter? What the, this year? By the way, welcome to the show. Hey, twelve hey. minutes in. Uh, <laughs> three, Pete. Is this your third? No, it's the second. Is it the third? No, it's the second. Second time. Yeah, it's the second time. Peter J. Radomski, the one, the only. Are you actually, are you Peter J. Radomski? Yes. Okay. So you guys are. You guys start share middle initials. Oh, yes, we we, we kind of do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> middle initials, not middle names. No. No. Is he's... Donald J. Trump? It is. Yeah. That's oh, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm now Peter Kuridomsky. Time yeah. to drop the J's. I know. <laughs> it occurred. To, it occurred to me the other day. I was like, "Fuck, uh, no." <laughs> I, I mean, I've steadily kind of like used it less and less over the years. But yeah, yeah. Like, now you need to. <laughs> uh, <sighs> Didn't think that one through. No. Nope. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, seemed so. It seemed like a good idea at the time. Like throwing an initial in the middle. Just. I like when you people when people turn their names. We were talking about sci-fi at the beginning, but fantasy authors who just turn all their initials into initials, like J.R.R. Tolkien and like George R.R. Martin. And you're just like throwing in all as many initials. What's a uh, J.K. Rowling? And you're just like yeah, that's yeah. like a fantasy thing. Just like she did that because she thought she wouldn't have credibility as a female author. Then why did J.R.R. Tolkien do it? I don't give a fuck. Why did I was George just telling R. you about fucking no, I know. J.K. Rowling? I'm just saying, but it's also... Oh, George R.R. R. Martin, you know I think, that also story? did it. Yeah, no, I knew that, but I'm saying, but that was a... But, it's yeah. a, but it is, if you look at, uh, a, like, a good number of fantasy authors, have the, like, initials, and just, like, throw in every initial The other have. thing you got to think is probably a lot of these guys didn't think that their these novels would probably have legs to them, and if they wanted to have a longer career as a non-sci-fi author, they could get away with, like, publishing under, you know, that name for their sci-fi shit, and then, like, using, like, their full yeah. name for, like... H.G. Wells. You know, exactly. So then if you put out, like... Philip you know, K. Dick. They they all, like, there were also less my point here at that time. If I, mm-hmm. my, I feel like my point's not being appreciated here. I'm but you're saying that they were they were so they could mix it up. So, so like, then if you put Philip out like K. an action, Dick could have been like PK something. Otherwise, later or whatever. You know, maybe. It's, I think it's also just that there's more authors out there and there's more common names. So you do a search. It's like which George Martin, for example. You know, there's also George Martin, the record. Producer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was so George R. R. Martin. Well, that that's, that's the clearly, Game of Thrones guy. Yeah, he, this is like not in the realm of sci-fi, but I was like talking to K. Trevor Wilson about that, mm-hmm. and I was asking, him, I was like, what's the deal with the with K Trev anyway, and he's like, because you know it was like an actor thing or something, and you know, and there was another Trevor K Wilson out there or something, and so the something is happening. I don't know what's happening. It's not mine. It's not mine. There's a phone buzzing. What the fuck though? K Trevor Wilson. It's over now. It's it's gone. That's it's a gone. phone. It's an angry listener yeah. calling it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. We, he just and he just did it because there was Trevor. another there was another Trevor K. Wilson and yeah. like and they they just went. It was just like kind of like a thing of legality. It's something that he could like be officially known as yeah, for yeah, like, yeah. credit reasons, like within Actra or some shit. Like, but yeah. 
But nonetheless, the the initials. So 2016. What were the highlights for oh. 2016? This um, is our this is our second to last episode of the year when it's going to air. Are we going to do a New Year's Eve shit show? I feel we should. I have the holiday time off. So we could do maybe something like the 27th or 28th. We should do it. Yeah, it's like a Tuesday or Wednesday. We'll get that done. Anyway, this is the second to last episode of the year. This is our uh, this is our pre Christmas episode, so we can bring some cheer. Yeah. We talked about how depressing the future could be. Yeah. Uh, Peter J. Radomski is here to get bring some cheer. What are the good news stories of 2016? Well, um, I saw an interesting story on on uh, on Reddit news about uh, we were just talking about J.K. Rowling. Yeah, she should be a billionaire. Yeah, no, I heard I read that too, and she's a multimillionaire. Yeah, because of how much money she's, she's given away. Money, yeah. She's the first. Billionaire who downgraded herself through charitable donations. Yes. Which, you know, like that's reason enough to buy a book and support her is just, just how generous yeah. um, she is. Which I don't know, like, I, which I honestly don't get why more don't. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I just like, part- I can't imagine what the difference between $1.2 billion and $700 million is in your bank account. You know, like, I was like, that's, that's $500 million, but I'm like, that changes your life in it's zero ways. Island money. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what I'm no. saying? But you still have 800 million to play with. Like, you're like, there's no, like, people often talk about, like, Ted Turner's donations, but I'm like, but he could still give more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, like, it's interesting that a guy like, um, Bill Gates, who's worth still around 86 billion. Yeah. Um, is in the process of giving away all his money. And I, he's the only, only person of that, of that cal, you know, uh, that is that amount of wealth I've seen talk about how, Nobody should have that amount of money. Yeah. And that he doesn't want to be remembered as the man who started Microsoft. Can't say I blame him. Uh, but hey. he wants oh. to. No, but he wants to be remembered as, as the man who got rid of malaria. Yeah. You know, that's his goal. And that he's going to get rid of all of his money before he dies. You know, that it's commendable. How hard could that possibly be? With, with the amount of money, with like with the right no, amount but, of money. No, but like, exactly. But you is that, did give... he say that? Malaria? Is that his thing? Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, the Bill and Melinda Gates it's Foundation. He wants, is... he wants everyone to have access to the internet, yeah. basically, and he wants malaria to be done. And he's like, those will be those are my two big bucket lists. He's well, like... Why malaria? Because it's like something that's super... Well, That was like with the other guy that it's was like treatable. That... It's a treatable disease that like millions of people are dying. Yeah. Jimmy Carter... I think Jimmy Carter or something has like a crusade against a specific kind of like uh, one of those like one of those worms, like not ringworm, but like another yeah. kind of like uh, what you, earworms. Uh, he really hates when socks get stuck <laughs> in your head. Oh. What do you call those? Not, Foot no, long, five dollars. No, no, remember that? Not, not, uh, <laughs> just, uh, yeah, but those something like a bacterial. Tape worm. Not, not 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 bacterial, but anyway. anyway. But either way, malaria. I, I get malaria because it's something that we're like we have cured. There's no reason it shouldn't. It should still be around. Yeah, exactly. That's it. It's like it's like one of those things where you're like it's the the distribution of the cure is the problem, not the cure. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like like one of those things where you're like cure cancer because you're like that's a lot of R and D. Not to say that I'm sure Bill Gates is giving money to also probably cure cancer, but like malaria is like we know how to beat it. Just not everyone has access to the beating it. And it's, it's things like clean water, and it's also mosquito nets. Yeah, exactly. It's well, like, and I mean, and along simple. with malaria, he's also that's like part of it is the clean water thing. Do you think anti-vaxxers will will bring back bolstered? Be, will, oh, will be bolstered God. by the by the by the recent election? I 100%. feel like I feel like that's going to be like a bigger thing. Is this, is this going to be Walter's political? Uh, all I can hope is that the the anti-vaxxers at one point just catch 
something that they can't. Like, I feel like cured like of. in a Venn diagram there, like that there's like a lot of overlap. Probably. Um, I feel like is as there. I, yeah, well, I had the same realization, and this is I mean, I'll say this: I'm a big pro wrestling fan, right. and I feel like the next four to eight years are going to be a fucking huge period for pro wrestling. You know, like, I, I, I talked to you about this very yet, profound. No. I think that's very profound. I think. Think about it. Think about it. Think I, how, I, think someone, how big someone, the next four years. Someone was saying that, like, you know, you know, there's like the full, the full title of the the president of the United States of America is like commander in chief, president of the United States, blah 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 blah. And I was like, man, Donald Trump should really push for like and WWE Hall of Fame. And WWE Hall of Fame. You're like the commander in chief, the WWE Hall of Famer, president of the United States of America, the WWE Hall of Famer. The McMahon family like donated like multiple, several million dollars to the fucking Trump campaign and shit. Well, no, I thought they donated to the Trump charity. That was their link. No. Right to the old campaign. Nice. If, if you want to get political, if you want a reason not to use Uber and favor taxis, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. apparently Giuliani's on the board of Uber. So Ooh. he gets a little bit of money every time you make a purchase. Really? Yeah. I still like Uber more. Nah. Well, I would suggest Lyft. They're an alternative. But do we have Lyft in Montreal? Same prices? Huh? Same prices? Yeah, absolutely. More I mean, less, I use them yeah. in San Antonio all the time, but do we have Lyft in Montreal yet? Or? I don't know. I don't, I don't think, but do. I mean, I always thought that would be the solution. Like, like I understand the cab. Why is Lyft more legitimate than than Uber? Uh, it's not. So why do people why do people say that then? I don't know. Maybe they're. I think. Why I feel Coke that Lyft might have minimum wages, which I know because I know that in the UK now Uber is. There was actually like an injunction that they're like they their minimum wage to an Uber driver in addition to the thing. So you're like if you're logged in on the Uber, Uber needs to pay you minimum wage. Mm. Like, it's not just like pure commission based. Yeah, it's not basically. just pure commission based because that was determined to be like un UK constitutional or whatever. Because uh, you're like, every time you're sitting there on the clock, you're still giving money to yeah, the company. Fucking, yeah. You know, you're like, you're giving your time to the company, so the company needs to reimburse you. It can be minimum wage because, and it can be minimum commission based. So it's like the same thing as waiters or whatever. So mm. it's like, it is even a lower minimum wage, but you're like, you need to pay them an hourly rate because they're sitting there being available to your customers, you know, like even if they're not getting used. So anyway, I don't know what Lyft's policies were, but I used Lyft in San Antonio a whole bunch because a guy came and gave us all uh, like $20 vouchers and then dropped a bunch and walked away and we yelled after him and he didn't stop. And then we're like, well, now we have like $120 worth of Lyft rides. So Lyft it is. And we all installed the Lyft app and like got it. So it's like he gave us all a bunch of vouchers and then I thought that out. would be the best thing to do if you're a cab driver in this city is, you know, like, I, I sympathize. I understand your frustration, but... They're such fucking assholes. But we're in a sharing economy. Christ, there's a library in Ohio that now, in addition to books and CDs and DVDs, uh, you can take out power tools and sewing machines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have one of those in Montreal. We have a, not necessarily, not a library, mm. but there's a, there's like a tool, I forget what they call it, but there is one in Montreal where you're like, you can, like a very small fee and mm. like rent. Oh, but this is free. This yeah. is, this is like, this is free. And, yeah. and that's, like, if you can't, renting is never that pricey. I mean, you got the, you know, you need the deposit, you know, the deposit. Yeah, no, but this, yeah, but, but this like, is like, it just shows you how broke people are in this economy that even renting a sewing machine for a day might yeah. break them. Yeah. No, so I, you I, need to have yeah, access the, to the it Montreal, free, The Montreal you know? one, though, is, is like, it's very yeah, small. Yeah. Like, I'm saying, like, like, if you look at, like, a rental fee for what, like, a rent of a power tool would be from, like, a Rona or whatever, that's pretty expensive. Mm. This is like, you pay, like, a small, like, yeah. it's, like, I think it's really just to cover. Where is this? Uh, there's, I think it's up in the Plateau or Milan. You can look it up, but like renting power tools and stuff. People tell me about like shit all the time about libraries. Like you get like TV series and video games and oh, shit. Oh, the BAN And I'm like, here and I'm like why don't I ever do this? And then I don't know. Then I don't answer that question. Then I yeah. never do it. Did you hear about the um, repair cafes? Where so they're like so 
as you all know, this is a really dark episode to end the year with, guys. We're just talking about which is funny because like we're building, we're building to why Peter is here. <laughs> we're, building, we're building to the plug. We're, we're, we're like we we we're, we're like just like Slow talking the about first like, podcast the recording of a suicide. <laughs> oh, wow. god. oh god! Yeah. But anyways, he so pulled these... a Christine Chubbuck repair. Uh, but Google it. You. Careful. Please. Anyway, repair repair cafes are mm-hmm. like I mean as as we all know manufacturing has like designed things to break down like that's like a, a yeah, known planned obsolescence that's been around since the like forties exactly that's it I mean, I, I, but even more so now but they're like but lots of stuff can be fixed so there's these places that are popping up where they have like electricians and like woodworkers and like whatever else and a bunch of tools and you can go to these cafes and like pay very small amounts of money and they'll like you how to fix the thing you brought in like you come in with this thing they'll like take a look at it be like yeah. can it be fixed how to be fixed but they don't fix it for you they just like guide you on yeah. how to like actually fix it so maybe you'll pick up a little bit of like electrical knowledge and whatever and they're like very safe and like follow all the safety standards yeah. and whatever but i was like that's amazing because you're like stuff that like like if your blender breaks you buy a new blender but they're like most of the time like a blender is pretty easy it's like a rotor and some blades and a motor like that's that's what a blender is. Mm. You're like, if you pop that open and you know what you're doing, it's probably a really cheap fix. Yeah. If you, yeah. If you have any idea what the inside of a blender looks like. So By the way, there's a, a great book that was published in the late 50s, a guy named Vance Packard. Yeah. It's a great uh, name. Uh, yeah. He wrote two, <laughs> two really interesting books. One is called The Hidden Persuaders, which was the first book to talk about subliminal advertising and not you know, like backmasking and that kind of stuff, but just talking about... He talks a little bit about that, but he actually talks about... Like the, the documentary film They Live. Right, but but he talks about... <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a wonderful documentary. Yeah. Uh, no, but he talks about also things like color balance, that, you know, mm. the, the colors of packaging, the choices of fonts, and that will influence one purchase over another. But then he wrote another book, like a year later, called The Wastemakers. Right. And again, it's kind of prophetic because one of the things he mentions, he talks about planned obsolescence mm-hmm. and he talks about America's overconsumption. Yeah. And then he, he just has this, he postulates, it's 1959, the book comes out, he says, you know, what if we de- became too dependent and didn't have enough of our own natural resources? Let's just say that we needed oil. This is 1959. He's yeah. like, but let's say we got all our oil from Venezuela. Mm-hmm. But the government in Venezuela was not a government we got along with. Right. What would we do? Would we go to war? Would we have to manufacture a war? Uh, and he asks those questions in 1959. Yeah. Yeah. Vance Packard. Just it's interesting Terrifying. stuff. Yeah. But yeah, but no, but the, 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 hand, the, the planned obsolescence and also I think the inability. Like we were talking about this uh, up at my, my, my dad. My dad owns a cottage mm. up, uh, up north. And there's a boathouse. And it's fully it's a, soundproof. No. <laughs> but there's a, there's a boathouse. Right near Cape Fear. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> so uh, there's a little, there was a little camp that shut down. Uh, was it, uh, Crystal Lake? Crystal Lake was Crystal the camp Ma. that was, uh, up there. Crystal Lake. Uh, too soon. <laughs> Can we delete that? Can we? You didn't know what you were just saying. Okay, here's, this, this part needs to be edited. No. We're gonna go back. <laughs> I believe it was. It was, yeah, Chris. <laughs> okay. Uh, my God. And wait, hold on, hold on. Wait. No, not at all. No, that needs. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And cut. And weird phone rings again. No. And edit point. I'm not editing that. <laughs> Walter's gonna have to stand and stand by his decision to speak. Anyway, um, but yeah, so there, we we have a boathouse, and it's uh-huh. like it's kind of a tricky situation because they've since passed laws 
that you can't build on the shoreline, but because we had a boathouse, it was like grandfathered in. So we need to like repair the boathouse. We can't just tear it down and build another build another boathouse because if we tore it down, we wouldn't be able to fall to the shoreline. But because it was built before like the fifties, we own that boathouse. And just like looking at construction and stuff, and I'm clueless. But it was like my dad built that boathouse when he was seventeen with his buddies. You know, and he like he like drilled down to the dirt and anchored it in the water and like dropped cement slabs so that it wouldn't shift in the winter. And I was like, I would be. I know, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah. And yeah. I, I'd be like, I built the thing, <laughs> and it would just fall over immediately. Yeah. And but but at the same time, like I feel that society like kind of screwed us because like Walter and I can't just get together and build shit. a boathouse. Nothing. But even if we wanted to, because we would need to submit plans and permits and like get all that stuff. So like we don't have that know-how. But, like, to even submit the blueprints to be, like, here's what to do. Like, there's so many steps now. you got to get the permit. and uh, you Yeah, exactly. Gotta... Like, they've made it almost impossible. Like, that, the actual cottage up there, my dad also built with his buddies, who they got up there and just, like, planted cement things and built the floor and built the thing. And I was like, can you imagine, like, the three of us being like, let's build a little house over the summer. Yeah. Like, a house that's hooked up to the electrical grid, is connected to, a, like, a pump from that pumps water from the lake, so there's running water. Yeah. There's a sewage system out to a septic. We're just going to dig that septic. We won't know. Like, we'd have no clue. Like, not for lack of necessarily desire. Well, like, if, if I was sitting there and someone told me, like, dig a hole, it's for a septic. I can dig a hole. I can cut wood. But I would, like, not know how to start. Yeah. And it's like everything about society has sort of built it so that, you can't do it. Cars are the same thing. And even my dad's lamented yeah. that. My dad uh, is, like, basically a mechanic. And he's like, now that they put computer chips in cars, he's like, my know-how from cars doesn't apply anymore. I was just talking about that that exact thing with a buddy this morning, how I remember when Kohl's was still around, the book chain. Yeah. There would be a section where you could buy off the shelf, a, a, you know, different books on auto repair, like auto repair for like the Ford F one fifty years Toyota Corolla, or for this, you know, Ford F one fifty. And it was a do it yourself approach, and obviously there were things that you would still need to take to a mechanic. Yeah, exactly. But one of the the success of one of the cars, the one of the most popular cars, if not the biggest selling car for a long time, the Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah, was how do it yourself. It was, it was like it, modular, it was. practically. Like yeah, it was. Like, I mean, yeah. you could you could remove the fender, yeah. and it was four bolts, I think, for the fender, and then you, and yeah. you could buy that fender, take it home, and replace it yeah, on exactly. your own. And the whole thing was designed. You could take out the fucking engine. And Easily. replace it. Like the whole thing was, like you said, it was modular. I mean, it was, it was like, it was Lego for grown-ups. It was, you know, yeah, it, exactly. it was, it was mobile IKEA. Like my, my dad has like, like restored old cars and like yeah. fixed up cars and whatever. And he's like, I have a problem now. And he's like, I can tell like, oh, there's something wrong with like the differential or like whatever. And he's like, I can tell from what the car is doing can do it. But then I open it up and you're like, there's all these panels, panels you can't remove and whatever. A sensor is giving a bad reading. So even if I fix the problem, unless they give the sensor the right reading, I'm still not going to – the car is still not going to yeah. run properly. You need to like plug your car into a computer and stuff and you're like – like my dad knows exactly what he's doing as a mechanic. But yeah. he's like I can't actually fix my car. And if you even open some of those panels, You've voided warranty, your warranty yeah. or whatever. So you, you screwed yourself by just having a hunch. And having the wrong hunch. 2016. The, it's a good time to be alive. The year that we everything fix, went wrong. We can't fix or make anything. Peter, what are you here to plug? There's been very few highlights. We hang can't on. stand the prospect the, of another year to come. The worst part about... I feel... No, 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 no. Hang on. Peter J. Radomsky is yes, here to bring Peter some Peter J. Radomsky. Well, you know what? It's been probably one of the worst years in history, and I think we're uh, all looking forward, forward. 
to seeing this year end and having, as they would say in German, Tabla Rasa. That's, nope. Tabla Rasa. I believe that's uh, it's the name of a village near Alsace. Alsace. That too. It's both. <laughs> no, Al- Alsace is, is faces Alsace. It's it's its twin city. Oh, Crystal Knock. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus. <laughs> now, no, his name is Carl Knox. No, mispronounced it. Oh, why did you drag me? So, what are you here to plug? Okay. So, it's like, well, well, I'm 2017 can't be worse. Is what it, we're saying. 2017 cannot be worse. It's going to be infinitely better. I feel because David Bowie can't die again. He can't die again. Do you know Peter's here to plug? Die again? No. You don't oh, tell wow. me who the guest is. I didn't know who Peter is. Walter does this thing. I don't even know who I am. Walter, like, does it, like, I would say, like, of 121, I believe, episodes, he tells me who the guest is, like, one in five or six times, which is, like, shitty, because I usually take a bit of time to, like, read up on the guest, so I know what's You don't ask. You don't ask. You don't ask. You're like, I got something lined up. So, it's like we don't talk anymore. Uh, That being said... I think you can't, you know, we really want this year to end. It's not going to end soon enough. 2017 can only be better. Only be better. And I think what you when do. When the president-elect gets inaugurated. He's gonna no, do no, no, no. But here. here's, what's, here's, here's what it comes to. Yeah. Uh, Keith, if I may call you Keith. Can I call you Keith? You may. Okay. Some call him Keith well, Burt. No, I'm going to me Keith okay. Burt. <laughs> okay, Keith well, Knock. What about Keithy Baby? More like Keith Knock. Keithy baby? However you want. Okay. Go for it. All right. I uh, know I was tra- channeling a Python bit. It was like, what about Eddie baby? Uh, um, so, you know what? We all want to see this year end. And so what that means is I think everyone, it's you owe it to yourself to go out and celebrate the end of 2016. Slash the world. Go go out uh, this, you know, December 31st. Find some place where you can go and celebrate. And, you know, a good way to see the end of the year is Laughing. With laughter. Laughing. And it's rare that you get to see a comedian of the caliber as the great Canadian icon, Glenn Foster. Glenn Foster. Glenn. And I have that Canadian guy. Foster. that he is going to be performing at the Comedy at Works. Comedy Works. What? On New Year's on Eve. Bam, bam, bam. So that's a One great way only. to see it out. One show only, which starts on at 9.30. 9.30. Uh, and going to be a ball drop? Oh, hells yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there well, will be I, a ball think, that is dropped. I think we've all hit puberty already. Hey now. Hey. hey. But Baby New Year's balls. We, got, we should actually, we should coordinate like some kind of ball drop. Yes. We, we should do a thing. Like I'll just like stand on the stage with like a, with like a 10 pound. Can you dress as Baby New Year? Oh, definitely. Okay. So <laughs> come see Walter J. Ling in a diaper. Carl needs to be, um. Father Time? Father Time. No. No. Strike that. You should be Baby New Year and Carl could be Father. Strike that. Yeah. <laughs> Theo can be Baby New Year. <laughs> he's, he's working that night. Uh, Every what? single person on the show is in a diaper and a top hat. If you come. <laughs> some some purely diaper. out of age, the diaper. But, but like, it's, it's a whole thing. Cool. And Peter knows. Peter's a veteran. You, Peter's a veteran of, of New Year's Eve shows. I'm ready, I'm Peter, how many, how many New Year's Eve shows do you think you've done I hosted time? four or five uh, on this very street at another location. But is this going to be a, a formal affair? I feel you should tell people it's a formal. Affair. I, I think people it should, should be. Dress yeah, up. I mean, like, I mean, why would you? Why would you? Sh- why would you show up like a schmuck? Yeah. Like on 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 fucking. Will New there Year's be Eve? champagne? Hundred percent. Hundred percent champagne. There'll be bubbly. Formal wear. Food. Glenn Foster. And then and like there'll be like there'll, the, there'll be there'll be a honor, complimentary buffet. I have the honor and distinction Whoa. of bringing up Glenn Foster to the stage of hosting the night of. Ushering in the new year. I'm super excited about that. I'm excited too because we've also got Gino Durante on the show. Gino Durante is going to be on the show. Yeah. Who is, uh, who if you've never seen before 
is uh, not only one of the hardest working, but one of the most entertaining comedians on the scene. Uh, I have never seen this guy uh, uh, give less than 100% on stage, uh, and that's what you'll see when Kid's he's a worker. On. He... He he Great gets off stage dripping in sweat. He he is. I've seen it. He no it? for real. Yeah. Like he no, no, he leaves in a like he the only thing missing is like some guy giving him the James Brown cape as he's getting yeah. off the stage, which might happen at New Year's. Walter, do it because it is New Year's Eve. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just came up and give me ah. Yeah. And now, then, now and the then cover is, yourself if you're just wearing a diaper. Yeah. Nope. Now but the thing is, is that the will Glenn Foster is going to be doing shows here on the Thursday and Friday as well. True enough. But those are going to be those are going to be like regular sort of your regular weekend shows. You're like mm-hmm. the weekend shows where you're getting the, the the support acts plus your headliner, but then on the Saturday New Year's Eve at Comedy Works is going to be. That's true. New Year's Eve is on a Saturday. It's on a Saturday. There's no so, reason, like, which yeah. also means, if I'm not mistaken, from what I understand from people's working schedules, is that means that the holiday that happens on the first happens on the Monday. Monday, exactly. So it's, you 100%. don't just get the first off; you have a long weekend. You have two so days you, to you recover. Can totally party. You have two days to recover. And you yeah, can exactly. go for breakfast at two in the afternoon the next day. And you still don't need to go to work and, on Monday. And exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we, it's an astonishing show. Maybe you're on a budget. Maybe you can't see the year out. Uh, you know, on New Year's Eve. So that's, you know, you, for you, come on the Thursday or one of the two shows on Friday right. at 8.30 or 10.30 or the 8.30 show on Thursday. Uh, like I said, at the 9.30 show on Saturday night here. Um, I saw Glenn Foster on this very stage when I was working across the street 10 years ago. Um, with some, you know, with some coworkers, we were all excited that Glenn Foster was, uh, was coming. We'd seen his, his Comedy Now special. Peter, just for my own curiosity, what other venue are we talking about? You could talk about it. I don't, I don't care. That's fine. What? No, no, no. This wasn't a venue. This was an office when I was in Human Resources. Oh, and they got and they got Glenn to do. Like no, 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 no. No, I had seen that he was coming to town, and I just oh, told okay. him, "Hey, Glenn Foster is going to be performing across the street." And so we came here on here the at, to well, see him at, at here at the comedy. Works. Works. You worked at okay. the condo. You worked no, at the no, condo no. across the street. No, I worked at the Coronation <laughs> Street, which is fourteen oh five Bishop. Coronation Street? No, the Coronation Building. I said Coronation Street. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Uh, the br- the long standing British soap opera I, Coronation Street. I uh, <laughs> uh, it's probably all the crystal that was there, but uh, oh. that's a uh, anyway. <laughs> I I worked at a you got to edit that. No, nope. I'm never wrong. <laughs> Coronation years building. ago I worked at the Coronation Building, which is 1405 Bishop Street. Right, and I managed the first floor of the building. Was a market research analysis company, and and uh, there's a bunch of people working there, and uh, yeah, so some of us came out, and we caught Glenn, Glenn Foster, Foster here, and it was was one of the most entertaining shows I'd ever been to. He was fantastic. So all these years later, I get to work with him, and I get the honor of bringing him up on stage. As it, it's it was fun to host, but when you actually get to say, ladies and gentlemen, and the name of certain comedians, uh, it's quite something to be able to do that and to be able to do that about a guy like Glenn Foster ladies and gentlemen Glenn Foster and like I said it's New Year's and uh, I think we're all kind of bummed out with uh, there's been a lot of sadness in the year I think you know like I said just just Bowie alone like people haven't recovered from that so we want to see 2016 you know die die I was going to say I feel really guilty on on a personal level I've had like an amazing 2016 like in my personal life has you got I, married this year. I got I got married. I bought my first home. Mouse I went off. to Mexico. Congratulations. I went on a big road trip with my wife. Like I was like I've had a really great 2016, and I almost feel shitty but about what it. I'm year? Like, 2016, best year ever, but not for the world. 
what year did you dramatize and fool your wife into thinking you didn't videotape the ice bucket challenge? Whenever the ice bucket challenge happened. Right, that was last year. That was last so year. 2015 was a better year. 2015 was a lot. Because that reaction on, on, on that video, <laughs> when you're like, oh, I didn't film it, she's like, are you fucking kidding me? Have you seen this, Walter? Like, it's have fantastic. You seen Sarah's, I have. Sarah's ice bucket challenge? Right after the ice bucket challenge, I was like, oh shit, I didn't record it. And Sarah gets so mad. <laughs> like, covered in ice water. She gets so upset. And I'm just like, I did not film this at all. Are you serious? <laughs> just... it, it's probably the only ice bucket challenge video I watched more than once <laughs> because of the schadenfreude element. It was just wonderful because she really bought it. Yeah. It was... She really thought, that, like, I gotta have to do this again. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, I was like, but as I filmed it, I was like, in my head, I was like, there's nothing better that I could do than pretend I did not film this. It was yeah. great. Oh, absolutely. But, but, uh. So that's, that's what Peter is. That's, yeah. that's what's so happening. So, Walter, 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 I'm gonna ask you as the official, uh, manager of Comedy Works. Uh, what, what's this gonna cost? Are there drink specials? What do we have in store? I mean, we have the host the, saying, the, the, the whole, the whole, the whole thing is, so there's one show on the Saturday night. Yeah. And the, the, the doors are at. Dressed uh, to the nines. The doors are at, uh, Thirty or nine. I need to check that. You should offer but a discount show, if someone's in like formal the wear. Show no, that's not happening. The show is mm-hmm. at nine thirty p.m. Um, that needs tickets, to be added tickets to that are too. forty dollars advance. <laughs> it's not tickets are forty in advance, fifty right. at the door. For that, that price you get your show. Show you get a complimentary. Which is on, what? Like, what's the, what's, what does the show usually run? For? Show is a ninety minute show. No, but I'm saying, but what is a normal show price? Uh, like, for like yeah, tw- like twenty. Yeah. So okay, so but then you don't get a buffet at a normal show. No, you so you're, and you're getting you're getting buffet. hot and cold buffet. Uh, and plus, uh, you know, champagne at midnight, plus, uh, NY, like New Year's Eve, like party favors and all that stuff. Right. Uh, so like, you know, it's an experience that's gonna last you yeah. from about 8.30 or 9 o'clock through to midnight. And, uh, you know, is this gonna be And then I'm back, I, I, I don't want to. And the food's really good here. All the food's made fresh on premises. So. I don't want to tell you what's gonna happen, but I'm sure that after the comedy, the party won't stop. Probably not. Exactly. It's, it's kinda it. like a, a can of Pringles. Yeah. Once the Pringles once, are gone, the can starts being fun. No, it's once you once you <laughs> pop. The, okay. The fun don't stop. I was saying once the Pringles are over, the can is fun. Is that how it works? Once you pop, the fun stops. Hold on, let's do an edit point here. Hold on. No. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. Welcome, anyway, so, to, welcome to Edit Point, a new show by <laughs> <laughs> All of our podcasts are Stephen cut down to Walter. two minutes long. Uh, yeah, so I, champagne, I will, yes. food, food. Full comedy show. Like A plus Superstar comedy lineup. I might even wear a jacket that night. You will wear a jacket. Pants, no, but jacket, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. You should be like half tuxedo, half baby New Year, just suit top, diaper bottom. No, but, but uh, well, you were talking about the, the price point. Look up New Year's Eve Yeah, events, no, no, no. That, that's what and, I was saying. And if like, you find – like you don't fi- often find shows like the fact that it's dollars like, of this quality. Yeah, exactly. I was saying. I was like anything under 60 is Glenn alone is worth that price. He re- he really and truly is um he he is this I his uh he's famous for being that Canadian guy. Yes. And for a long time But I feel he's even website. played like much bigger venues. Oh, oh he for has. sure. Yeah. He has. Like he's Absolutely. played like like he's he's huge. done Edinburgh. He's done everything. He's, yeah, exactly. Like I've seen videos of him playing to theaters oh yeah 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 <laughs> to, to see him in, in a venue this size is, is fantastic like i said it's going to be top to bottom a great show right there'll be the bubbly there'll be some snacks there'll be food uh you know there's going to be entertainment after the show uh you know we're going to we're going to do the new year's countdown 
Um, people go home early because it's Saturday party. We're going to do the New Year's countdown at 11. 11, yep. 11. Yeah. So you can do two New Year's. New, it's called Newfie New Year. You don't yeah. know about Newfie New Year? I did not. It's a thing. Is it? Yeah, Newfie New Year. You do it for like kids and stuff. Like we don't want to stay up too late. Ah. You do it at 11 o'clock. Last year, Netflix had a thing for New Year's where they had a New Year's countdown on the ch- on the children's page. Uh-huh. So if you were a parent and you know you wanted the kids to go to bed, you could say, "Okay, let's do the countdown." You could just turn it on any fucking time. Nice. So like the moment it got dark, you know, at, at six, you know, you could just like do the countdown, give the kids some valerian root so they fall asleep, <laughs> and then go out and party and not worry yeah. about them and save money on a babysitter. One of my saddest. Give the kids valerian root. You can't give them Nyquil because they're gonna. Is that real? Damage. Is valerian root? Yeah, it, it sedates you. It's and, the and, uh, it's the safe sleepy. Yeah, but it's not like <laughs> yeah, it, it just makes you drowsy. Yeah. So like uh-huh. you know, if, if you have like a kid who's like hype, you know. Got a lot of anxiety because you don't. You're not going to give him Nyquil because let's call him Keithy. Game. Let's call the kid Keithy. Keithy, baby. Yeah. Keithy and Walter. So you know, Keithy and little boy Walter just but, running around. But what I'm saying is that that yeah, this is a. Ha- so uh, now that we've like detailed how I'm you can drug your children to show. get out for the. Uh, Do you want to know my saddest New Year's? Well, not not saddest New Year's, but like one of the most disappointing New Year's I ever had. So I was like a young teenager. I want to say maybe like 14 or so. I was staying at my grandparents' house. Uh, because I guess presumably my parents were going out to celebrate New Year's, and they're just like, "Here you go, spend time with your grandparents." Grandparents go to bed super early because they're grandparents, and I was like, "There was a Mr. Bean marathon." Oh, amazing! A New Year's Eve Mr. Bean marathon, and I was like, "I'm gonna sneak into Grandpa's bar, drink a few drinks because I'm a little kid, so like probably peach naps, and then just watch Mr. Bean." But the thing is, CBC. Circa, I guess, like, 96 or whatever the heck this was. They in no way, they were like, Mr. Bean New Year's Eve Marathon. They in no way, like, stopped or let you know when the New Year's happened. So it was, like, 1245, and I was like, shit. <laughs> like, they were like, it's a New Year's Eve Marathon. I really presume that they'd be like, no, pause. Yeah, but chances are Even, like, a want... crappy graphic of Mr. Bean's head being like, hur, hur. No. And just like going down and being no, like midnight. No, no and I, like, I wouldn't have expected that at all. I don't I, know why you were expecting so. Because you're like you're watching a New Year's Eve marathon. You think no. there'd be some acknowledgement no. of why that's happening? No, because no. if you're watching Mr. Bean at home on New Year's Eve, it's because you don't want to <laughs> yeah. celebrate New Year's exactly. Eve. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you Keith. Know? Yeah, you were I really <laughs> you were really partying with a certain crew there <laughs> that night by yourself unknowingly, drinking peach naps again. And this was <laughs> after you mooched fucking rides off some kids toboggans on the 25th. Be like, what'd you get? I got. Got shit all again. Next, uh, throwback to last. I'm week's pretty sure episode. you can. Oh, Google. that was on this episode. That was on. Ryan's oh episode. shit! Sorry. No, <laughs> you can Google it's this so recently. For, uh, you can Google this for verification, but I'm sure the late great Prince sang, "We're gonna party like it's 1999, not like we're gonna party like it's a Mr. Bean marathon." <laughs> <laughs> You're a teenage boy, that, and it's uh, a Mr. Mr. Bean marathon. I was dreaming when I wrote this. Forgive me if I go astray. <laughs> There was a Mr. Bean marathon, marathon as CBC every single day. Five questions, Walter? Five questions segment. Five questions. I feel like Peter cheated. <laughs> Peter he got here, here two weeks ago uh, and listened to the segment. Geez. So question number one, and we're been not going to talk about this at all. Look at each other in the eye or just like extend it in any way. You know exactly. how the five question segment works? Do you know Peter? how this works? There's three questions that oh. are the same every episode. The right. fourth question is the question from the last guest. The fifth question is your question to the next guest. Right. Two, explaining it two weeks in a row. I do it so well. Okay. Right. First question. Who would play you in a movie? Jeez, I don't think they've been born yet. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Fair. 
That's it's going to be a uh, like a Bob Dylan uh, I'm not here situation where you're like be. doesn't could matter be. that he's I like Conan that he's O'Brien. what Conan he's O'Brien American <laughs> that he's what Con- <laughs> when there was those late night discrepancy uh, arguments and stuff Conan said that he wanted Tilda Swinton to play him yeah yeah uh, that was great okay who would play me um well the obvious answer would be Danny DeVito Sydney Greenstreet uh, Sydney Greenstreet Alive or Dead Alive or Dead really I mean it would go uh, for this oh Alive or Dead oh that's a that's a good one. Alive or dead? It's tough. Uh, can I come back I, to this one? How great would it be if it was John Travolta and he just nailed it? <laughs> yeah. You know? The reason why I said alive or dead, and this is an, I, kind of flattering, I dare say, because I thought of, I will tell you who I cast you in my head, was Orson Welles. Oh, that was fantastic. Oh, dear God, that's <laughs> an honor. I feel like Orson Welles as Peter Radomsky would be like, oh, amazing. For maybe like a, like Rose an Al Pacino Orson Welles hybrid. <laughs> Al, Al Pacino or what? Al, Al Pacino Orson Welles Orson Welles hybrid. An Orson Welles Al Pacino like an Orson Welles doing I, an I, Al Pacino. I, I mean maybe. Peter Radomsky. He totally does not look like me, but uh, but I, I'm a big fan of what he's done of late. Uh, Jeff Daniels would be. Would yeah, be, yeah, Jeff Daniels is really great. Stuff. I don't think he has that level of bile though. Let's but, go. Let's, let's just go Jeff Daniels. I, I'm, I'm okay, happy with Jeff Daniels. Orson Welles. Yeah. Okay. Hey, do you know what Orson Welles' last? Feature film was? Yeah, the Transformers movie. Yes. Did you know this? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So good. Question two. Your, what is it? Hang on. What are you scared of? <laughs> yep. What are you scared of? You jerk. What, what am I scared of? What are of? you afraid of? What are you scared of? Uh, What's his line where he's like, your bargaining position this... is highly dubious. <laughs> what am I, I scared of? That someone will steal my sled, Rosebud. Oh. Uh, that, that frightens me. What are you scared of other than now? What are you afraid of other than the present? Mm-hmm. What am I afraid of? What are you afraid of other than... I have a good one. Leaving uh, here 2017. Right 2017, yeah. <laughs> what are you scared of? 2017. Uh, right now, I'm afraid that they're going to add an extra month to 2016. Hey. Trumpuary. <laughs> <laughs> we just... We that's, stole 30 days That's a very Conan O'Brien-esque month. In the, interest, <laughs> in the interest of building up the economy, we've had to introduce, introduce another month. We we're all, gonna have, there's, we all there's know gonna be so many jobs in this extra month. Businesses enter the black on Black Friday. There's only what one month of profits. Adding another month. year after December. Trump February. Two months of Huge. profits. Yep. <laughs> gonna happen. It's gonna happen. We call we're it. gonna deduct 30 days from the other months. Put them in Trumpuary. Is there anything February I could be, has 15 days now. What could I potentially be more wrong about it? Valentine's Day, next day, well, end of February. So people have done the, it, the math has been done and you can actually divide the year into 13 months equally at, uh, I think it's 28 days. Works Probably. Out perfectly or well, cause they were all, not all, but mostly 30 days, right? Like July has 31 days because mm. Of to honor the Julius, and then August well, has thirty-one Augustus, days for yeah. Augustus, and they both stole from February. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like they were like, let's just—that's why February has twenty-eight days. Because mm-hmm. the what question, yeah? question. I thought we should get rid of leap year and just add six hours to December thirty-first every year, yeah. so that people have six more hours of partying and recovery time. The only problem is it screws up the year in terms of the times and stuff. Or, but no, but, but if you spread it around, hang on. 
that every two months you just got like a bonus hour and you're like bars closed. No, because then, then bars because, close at four this Saturday. Think how many people bitch about like fucking daylight savings like once or twice a year, and if you get to do that more. But than the that, more like, and more, like we're closer. And so are closer. we going with 2017 in terms of what you're? What's afraid scary? Of? What's scary? What scares you? Uh, what, what are you look, scared? Oh, okay, legit, on, honest answer is uh, not being always able to take care of uh, of my father right now as much as I'd like to. Jesus. Yeah, so that's the honest answer. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, his health's a little rough right now. So I think that, yeah. that I think that's like something that like any any child feels like like literally yeah. constantly. I mean, my my dad is sixty nine mm. now, and like he's still doing well. <laughs> he's at sixty nine. He he's doing well, but like my my like, but it's just one of those things where you're like <laughs> every time he's like, oh, it's so good for you to call. We haven't talked in a while. I'm like, I'm an asshole. I'm the worst. It's like it's mm. not out of any sort of like. No. I'm not like, oh, dad, I don't care. But it's better that that he says than son. I don't have a son. Yeah. You know, that would be uh, a worse. A yeah. Worse thing yeah. But exactly. Probably. But I think yeah. that. But that's one of the things that when you're just sitting there and you're as as a child and then you watch your parents get to a point where I mean, like my dad gets to take care of himself, but eventually mm. they're going to get to a point where they can't. And yeah. you're like, fuck. Well, it gets to that point where now you're the parent and you're taking care of them. Yeah. Kind of thing. Which also scares me because I've more or less landed on not having children. Mm. And then I'm like, I, long term old age that terrifies me now because I'm mm. like I'm not gonna have kids. No one's gonna call Kidnap. me. No one's gonna call me to be like, what's up? I'm just gonna sit you. there. You'll be senile. Don't give yourself. I'm gonna call all the time. Who is this? Why are you yelling at me, Walter? Who's on the phone? You called me, Walter. <laughs> we're supposed to do a podcast. Those were outlawed years ago. <laughs> Those were outlawed years ago. <laughs> Go plug that's yourself. That's when he, that's when Peter is waiting at Comedy Works. Comedy Works has been replaced. We never by a let him pub. out from under the stage. <laughs> uh, question number three: uh, When you were twelve years old, mm-hmm. uh, someone told you that you were allowed to get a tattoo. What is that tattoo? And presuming you would have wanted to get it. Presuming you'd yeah. wanted it. Someone told you you're going to be able to get the coolest oh, thing in the world. Right now, Jamaican just it has would, that. It uh, would definitely be something Marx Brothers Jamaican. related. Marx Brothers. Because I was a big Marx Brothers fan. So I'd probably get something like a harp, and that would get me beat up a lot. Yeah. Or <laughs> No, it's for a harp boat. It's just a harp. Be- be- beatings. Beatings. Yeah. Never-ending beatings. Well, yeah. You wouldn't go – I would I – mean, I would just if you could just like stylized of just the glasses and cigar. It would probably be glasses, well, mustache, cigar. I was would a be fan of the four Marx Brothers, so it would probably be like them. maybe caricatures of all four or something, something dopey like that. I love the Marx Brothers. Walter, can you I name all still... four? Harpo, Chico, no, Groucho, Zeppo. You're wrong. It's Chico. It was short for Chick Chaser. Chico. Harpo, Chico, Zeppo, Groucho, uh, and then there's Gummo. a fifth one, and Gummo, yeah. there it is. Gummo was actually the fourth, but then he went to serve in World War One, and so then he was replaced, that was Milton, he was replaced by Herbert, who became Zeppo. There it is. Julius was Groucho. And have, Leonard was What are Chico. all the, the four Three Stooges? Who cares? Who cares? Larry, Curly, Larry Curly, Mo Shep. Yeah. And then there was, wasn't there another one? Maybe. I think there was another Stooge. There was Shemp. There was Larry. I never was a, a Three Stooges fan. I liked the Three Stooges. I watched yeah. them a lot as a kid. Like, a lot. Mark's Brothers are way better. Yeah. No, Mark's Mar- Brothers are like... If you want to... Mark's Brothers are significantly better, but I mean, like, as a child, I watched a lot of Three Stooges. There's a killer bit, by the way, by Robert Klein, where he does, like, every episode of The Little Rascals in three minutes. It's okay. it's from it, it's from one of his two albums, 
from the 70s. You can probably find it on YouTube. And, like, he does the whole... <laughs> he does the music, and then he does, like, the... Gee, I don't think so. It's a it's a fantastic <laughs> bit. Like, like look this up. Robert Klein, Little Rascals, or Our Gang, it might be under. He does... Like, it's perfect. It's, like, every episode in three minutes. Nice. And just... It's, I watched a, little, a lot fantastic. of Little Rascals as a kid, too. Yeah, you'll you'll die. It's a, it's a lot a, of Three Stooges, a lot of Little Rascals. I grew up... I think I've talked about this. I was raised because there was no a lot of weird things. There was no like internet and a lack of options. Yeah. Pretty much, but all, and also, like I said, as raised as a Jehovah's Witness, there was kind of like what is wholesome, and like our gang was it. Were you allowed to, <laughs> you know? as a Jehovah's Witness? Were you allowed to listen to Hendrix because he had the song all along the Watchtower? I think so. Nice. I my, my dad I was there. My dad there. You know, I get it. I get to watch that magazine because you had that magazine. But that's there. weird because I I got really bummed because my like dad popular mechanics dad, for J hos being sixty nine. <laughs> hey, <laughs> was really into rock, but was old enough to not be into good rock. So like my dad listened to like all but bread, or, like but like early sixties stuff, like like pre Pet Sounds, Beach yeah. Boys, and stuff, and it was like. Like pre, like Frankie Beatles. Avalon and oh, like yeah. you know, like uh, it was like all the worst. And I was like, when when I when I discovered like Hendrix and Zeppelin, or whatever, I was like, what's wrong? Why did you not play this for me? And my dad was like, I wasn't into it. Like not Dylan. I was but already the trio. Like, like I was already like thinking about kids and stuff when music got good. So it stopped being his music. He was like late fifties, early sixties were like his his rock. Like mm. my boyfriend's back. But you know what? That's that's interesting because now. We're 2016, and like we all know who Miley Cyrus and Selena Gomez are. Yeah. But if you were your age now, 50 years ago, I will. You wouldn't even know who the Rolling Stones, the Beatles were, unless you had a kid or a niece or a nephew who was listening to them. Yeah. Because the, the media wasn't as widespread, so it was like if you happened to see that cover of Life magazine they were on, you might know about them. But if you missed that issue. You certainly wouldn't know who the Who or the Kinks were or anything. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. You and, had to be into music. To yeah, that. And, and now they just shove it down your fucking throat. You don't have a choice. You have to be aware of these people. Yeah. I don't fucking care. I just don't. I don't want to know. I mean, you listen to what you want, but it just doesn't interest me. So, what's that tattoo of? <laughs> it would be the Marx Brothers. Marx Brothers. I said, it would probably be a harp, or it would be like you know caricatures of them, caricatures or something of like four that. of them or whatever. Yeah, maybe look the little names like in cursive. I don't know, but but it would be something Marx Brothers related if if I were to have one. But this is still that's that's a that's a good foundation, I think. Like if yeah. you're gonna grow up and you're gonna be like, my starting point is the Marx Brothers. Oh yeah, there's... it's like there's worse places to start. <laughs> oh no, to to this day, I mean that's that's you know I I will never get tired of them. Um, I I went to New York this summer to perform, do a few things, but also to catch a revival of I'll Say She Is, mm-hmm. a guy named Noah Diamond. Put together, uh, I'll say she is was the first Broadway play that made them stars. It predated their first film. It's the, it's the last play they did that didn't become a movie. Okay. Cause then they did Coconuts and Animal Crackers and those right. become fil- became films. And the scripts kind of got lost, but this guy, Noah Diamond, is a big Marx Brothers fan, um, did a lot of research, found old diaries, notes, and put together and restaged it for the New York Fringe two years ago. I saw it then. Okay, wow. And now it had like an off-Broadway run in the summer. I got to see it twice this summer, and it's fantastic. And it was just this loving tribute um, to the – and it was this, it was this great show. Right. Um, and it's going to be running again in the new year. It's called, Yeah, I'll Say She Is. Cool. Yeah, go check it out. 
Yes, so, in New York. question four. We have two questions from our last guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you may remember we had escorted out by squirrels. Yes. At the beginning of the episode. Thank you. Sir. Uh, Christmas related, since this episode is coming out really close to Christmas time. Christmas. This episode oh comes God. out of, this is our Christmas episode, Walter. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. This episode, I think, is December 17th or whatever. This is our last episode before Christmas. Uh, so we'll start with what was the most dis- disappointing Christmas present you ever got? Uh, I still get them. Calendars. I've done a bit about it on useful. stage. Who gives you calendars? It's always Theo. Every no, year. No, no, no. <laughs> he knows better. For one thing, it bugs me from the environmental point of view because it's just, it's unnecessary paper. I have eternity calendars. You should have like one calendar. That's it. I have an eternity calendar on my desk and just keep flipping it over. Can you write stuff time. down on there? No, but, but we, you, we have computers. You can What's type an eternity calendar? An eternity calendar is one of those calendars that it's got the dates and you just keep flipping it. And it's always going to be correct. You just need to adjust the dials a little bit. I don't. I'll, I'll bring it in for New Year's. I'll show you. You can't write stuff on it. No, you can't. Well, you can. I mean, you can etch into it because it's pewter. So you. you I like can. writing stuff down. I can't. You know, pewter is like my name. I like having a physical. W. I still call me crazy. Still like physical You're calendars, crazy. and I like writing. Uh, crazy. I I hate them. Who gives you the calendar every year? Is it someone person? Or um, zero, I've zero? gotten them from coworkers. Uh, uh, I've gotten them from family. What's the worst calendar you've had? Uh. Are you ever get like a calendar where you're like happy about the theme and you're like, oh, cool? No, no, because it just bugs me from the environmental point of view. I just, it just, it just gets. What on if you, my what skin. if you keep the calendar and then you cut out the calendar pictures and you frame them? No, no, because if I really art. wanted those pictures, I would have already acquired them or something. Mm. And they're never the best resolution. This is why I can't buy anything for Peter. What was the worst one? Was the worst one? I was like a theme, like like frowning puppies. No, I, I don't know. I can't remember because I, I. Probably brought it to work and just left it at the office. But it was probably one of like, you know, cats or dogs. It was something really generic. Cats and baskets. Yeah. Why not a squirrel's calendar? You know, stamps can have a career. Cats yeah. and caskets. Stamps with, the squirrel. With that what being said, calendar. So we've discussed that calendars are the worst. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What do you want for Christmas this year? Uh, well, actually, that's funny. It goes back to the Marx Brothers. There's a couple of Marx Brothers books I'd love to get my hands on. There's three. Four, actually. There's Bill Marx, uh, son of Harpo Speaks. There's Matthew Coyne's The Marx Brothers Encyclopedia. There's Stephen Stolyer's Raised Out Eyebrows, which is going to be a movie directed by, believe it or not, Rob Zombie. Huh. Really? Yeah. He's a big Marx Brothers fan. I know he is. Yeah. From, uh, yeah. yeah the is, book. Is, is this actually happening, this thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in production. Um, Crazy. And, uh, Heard and, it first. And the other one would be Give Me a Thrill by Noah Diamond, which is a chronicle of the Alsatia's uh, play. But um, yeah, Stephen stole your. So if you're uh, shopping for Peter Adamski, yeah, you just you nailed it. You any of those do. four books, I'll be one happy clam. Um, those uh, Stephen Stolyer worked for Groucho in his autumn years, and uh, and it's his memoirs about Groucho in the in the uh, early '70s, just before he passed away. Right. And and, and then he passed away on the same day as Elvis. Um, actually, a couple days later, Elvis died uh, August 16th, and Groucho died August 19th. Who died later? No, Groucho. Groucho. But yeah. they only found was, Elvis's body. It was body. so overshadowed. He was the Mother Teresa to exactly the Princess Exactly, to Princess Diana. Yeah. See, I, I had an authority that he, like, he what's his was name? the same day. Ah, the guy from The Germs. Mm. Yeah. But you know, you know, that's right, that the, yeah, the, yeah. the lead singer from The Germs killed himself with literally, like, the plan, this is going to put The Germs on the map. He, like, talked about it to, like, Pat Smear and all the, like, the other members of the band and The Germs, and they were like... He's like, he's like, they, oh, he joked about it, joked about it, joked about it, did it. A day later, Lennon got shot. So nobody noticed. 
Like, it's fucked up. It's like one of those like musical, like what? Like he literally like would get drunk and talk about like one day I'm going to kill myself and put the band on the map, did it. And then Lennon got shot the day later. Interestingly enough, I was talking about when I worked at the coronation building across the street, the owner of the company was a complete imbecile. His, uh, his Darcy name. was his name, I think. No, his name was J.S. He was a complete the guy from the germs. One of the biggest idiots I ever worked with. I worked for complete moron. And I had actually mentioned in passing once, I used that analogy of like, oh, it's like the Mother Teresa to Princess Diana. I says, what do you mean? I said, well, you know. And this is 2003. He didn't know Mother Teresa was dead. Uh, he was very self-absorbed and oblivious. But there's there's sometimes people that I don't realize die like, and it's, this is getting to the point. 2016 has fucked with me so much mm. that every time I see like, I think a lot of people thought Castro was dead already. A lot of people did. But whenever I see trending, I think like dead. Yeah, exactly. Like me I was too, like, me like, too. like like 100%. trending Tina Turner. I was like, oh no, no Tina Turner. Yeah. And they're like, it's her birthday. And I was like, oh okay, it's fine. You it's know, like whenever the opposite I see opposite of her death day. Yeah, exactly. Whenever I see like a name trending, I'm like dead. Question five. Peter asking a question into the future. Asking a question into 2017, because we don't ask a question on our shit show for doing one. Mm. Uh, so no, ask, we do that, definitely do not. We're definitely not We're not doing a shit show? No, no, I said we definitely don't ask a question. Yeah, we don't ask show. questions on the shit we don't show. Have to, we don't do anything that we have to keep track of. Yeah, exactly. About. Uh, asking a question into the future, 2017. Asking someone who sees the future and knows what it's like, what do you want to know from them? Okay, well, I don't want to ask if they have a New Year's resolution, because that would be, that's kind of... It's a little tacky. It's a little oh, tacky. Hey. At, at this point, but um, so I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll go with a variation of that. What's, what's something that you had as a New Year's resolution that you kept? You, like you, you managed to to actually follow through with that resolution. Uh, you wish you hadn't. Oh. What is a New Year's resolution that you kept that you wish you hadn't? What if there's no possible answer to that question? What if either A, no resolutions were kept, or B, no resolutions were kept that were then regretted? I feel like there's How about two, this? There's we two gonna, I feel like okay. there's two very easy ways of that question. Yeah, but if we, if we if we get if we get expanded and just like to maybe take out the New Year's to be like what is something that you like okay, force yourself to do that you wish you hadn't? Okay. Well, okay, you know what? You know what? I'll just go with what is your favorite prime number? Can I ask that? That's fine. No. I like it. 7. <laughs> Five man, <laughs> five man, fifty six. No, but I nope. think okay, so. What's, what's <laughs> your favorite Bob Dylan concert from the '66 tour with the Hawks? Is that too specific <laughs> a question? No. What is a new? What is a uh, resolution? I just said I found two very easy ways that's a potential. I guess, resolu- a, 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 I guess would potentially not have the. Yeah, answer. you're right. You're right. It's a shit question. So what is? Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I feel we could just go. I'm saying it's the worst question we've ever gotten. Okay. But there's a question here that we could we could get. What is? Okay, so I'll come up with a new question. How's this? Sure. Um, what, if anything, from this podcast would you want edited out no. and why? They won't know that. They'll be drunk. What is your favorite New Year's podcast edit? <laughs> Crystal. <laughs> uh, dear God. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to get another something with the resolution. Um, this, uh, what uh, is a resolution you wish you kept but didn't? That feel that everybody has that. Yeah, but I, I I'm, then again, uh, how many people have actually managed to keep the resolution? No, but I said, what resolution is you wish you kept? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I think, but there's an easy answer. Like, I wish it worked out more. What is, how about, what is the point of resolutions 
uh, when you're living in the end of times? <laughs> That's. I wish I had thought of that. That's a fair question. Um. <laughs> yeah. Come on, guys. We gotta we gotta narrow it on a narrow it on a rhythm. That's the question. If you weren't using an SM58 on stage, what kind of microphone would you use? Sure, XLR or something. I don't know. Telefunken U47. Come on, Peter. Peter, I'm gonna count from ten in my mind. I know it's tough. I didn't realize. I forgot about the whole. You need to come up with a question. Damn it, Peter. I forgot. I know this is tough. Can we pause for a minute? No. no. Oh, damn. We got to go do, through the process. Oh, process. God. A question for future guests. Um, what are you looking forward to in 2017? That's awful. Uh, oh. Looking forward to being able to travel again. I mean, I'm not, but is that the question? <laughs> no. No, that's not the question. Um, how are you? How are you? What's with his hair? Is that a good question? Like, I, how are you is not terrible. What are you, is my hair or Keith's hair? Both. Okay, well, wait. The questions that came up with, are all these questions based on previous questions? Like no. all the questions you asked me were people that people came up with? Nothing. No, no, no. Only the, only the fourth one. Only the uh, the Christmas one. How much more time do you wish you had to think of a question? <laughs> Can I ask that? I don't know. I, I find how are you is actually not terrible. How are you? That's uh, terrible. No, but That's it's not awful. though, because in the, in the realms of an interview, you're we like, will have oh. probably gotten to that though. At that point, in the, How you in the yeah, and then well, the answer sir, would just be, "What didn't you listen?" How are you? Um, okay, let's see. Maybe I'll base it on one of my other answers. If you were to get a calendar as a gift, what calendar would you be okay with getting? Yeah. as a gift. What themed calendar? Yeah, I like that. What yeah. kind of calendar? I, I, I can tell you right and then away. If people did get one, they could say that one. And then if they say they, you know, they would, they, you know, if they, if they didn't get one, they could, yeah, I like that. That's a good question. My favorite, I, I got a calendar once that was amazing. It was a, a Monty Python calendar that had a lot of Monty Python jokes, but also the days of the weeks just did not line up. So it was like borderline useless. And I was like, <laughs> this is the greatest. <laughs> I was like, like it was just like, like you couldn't look down and see like all the Mondays. It was like they were, all the weeks were kind of like skewed and everything. And I was like, they've gone out of their way to make this calendar as pointless as possible, which in and of itself was like its own Python, like, Slap in the face, like just like also had like pictures of famous sketches and quotes and all the yeah. like calendar. What you would but, expect, but yeah. also the days did not line up whatsoever, making it borderline useless. That's wonderful. It was fantastic. That's... Walter, what calendar do you want? I want a twelve month Tarantino calendar with twelve months of Tarantino stuff. But it's and only pictures of Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino. 12, 12 pictures of Quentin Tarantino on set. Yeah, <laughs> Tarantino reenacting his favorite scenes from Tarantino movies. So if you had to get a calendar, what calendar would you want it of? Marx Brothers. Uh, no, it would actually <laughs> no? be damn it. A all twelve Tarantino calendar, but with all the scenes enacted by Walter Ling. Yeah. Oh, I'd be okay with Walter. That I mean, I don't want to tell you what our weekend plans I, are. I could maybe get that together. I would <laughs> have to get like a bit of a costume budget and whatnot. But, but you have a lot of them here. I got it. Are you ready? White shirt, black tie, and you're like set. Done. You've got most of them. You could be in most of the movies. Yellow leather jumpsuit. Okay, then let yeah. let me just make it a Kill Bill calendar. All right. Where Walter is all the characters from yeah, exactly Kill Bill. all all in the members one. of Fair, the I'll do it. Deadly Viper assassin. Gonna say it now. A couple of months are gonna be racist. <laughs> all alarm. right. 
because nothing else you said in this podcast <laughs> was was you know. So here it is, Peter. Uh, Peter, uh, <laughs> December thirty first. I mean, and I guess December thirtieth and December twenty ninth. You are yes. also hosting, but December thirty first is the great big extravaganza. Glenn Foster. What else do you have going on? If you want to plug real quick before we go. Uh well, I'm gonna be. Well, I will have performed here this coming up weekend, which passed. By the time yeah, that was, was great, man. That was great. Sold out shows. Fun. Everyone who didn't get a ticket's a moron. We had a wonderful time, but but I can't push enough. Like my, you know, the the main thing is, yeah, come celebrate what what's been a pretty bummer year. Yep. Here, see it out in style and laugh your ass off. I really can't think of a better way to end the year. Free cap guns for everybody. Free cap guns for yeah. everyone. And maybe yeah. Stamps the Squirrel will make an appearance. Mm, if Stamps the Squirrel sees his shadow, it's going to be a great 2017. No, that's a groundhog. Nope. Twit. Stamps the Squirrel looking at his shadow. Not no, no. Much like though. Stamps, Peter's going to spend the majority of his night hiding his nuts. Hey, because you know. he's wearing a diaper dressed as Baby New Year. And, uh, and Walter oh. waiting for the ball to drop Nuts. New ball drops. Walter ball drops. Let's Happy Christmas, everybody. <laughs> and so this is... Keith Miss and Peter is What have you done? That's what happened. Thanks so much for coming out, Peter. It was great. Thank you. That's all Those sweet, sweet piano tunes you're listening to right now come courtesy of Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude. Oh, man, that was some great podcasting, wasn't it? Anyhow, be sure, as always, to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, add us on iTunes, buy our stuff, and basically try as hard as you can to make us happy in every single way possible. Uh, of course, be sure to check back every day on 9to5.cc for comics on Wednesdays, podcasts on Thursdays, Scott or Sophie's art on Fridays, and seriously, we'll try as hard as we can to get Zombies and Loathing, Fuck Mondays, and Templars back as soon as we can. Thanks for listening, everyone. 9to5.cc we're not working, why should you?